Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, everybody, we are going Big Brother today. We have Holly, who was second place on BB21. <laughs> not first, but hey. Second place is is also great. I would not be able to get that far, so I have to give props to you. Oh, man. 99 days is a long time. That's so long. It's so long. How long is The Bachelor? Bachelor's only, if you win, it's like five weeks uh we were 14 weeks i think that's insane and to not know what's going on outside totally cut off from the real world i mean even we had two earthquakes when we were in the house and we didn't even know where the earthquakes were or if people were okay or anything for anyone who doesn't know your pre-reality tv life (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, you work at Malibu Wine Safari, which I feel like every bachelor person has been to except for me. Yeah. Why have you not been? Did you even go on the bachelor if you haven't been on a wine safari? Exactly. And you didn't get the photo with the giraffe. Yeah. Come on, Olivia. You're slack. I really am. But talk a little bit about that, about your, I don't know, background, all the jazz. Well, where I work is probably the most fun place ever. And I've been there for six years, which is insane. I helped them start it. That's when the company started. So I helped them get it off the ground um, when it was just a startup. And so I've been doing that. I didn't have a background in wine, but I'm now a level one sommelier. That's so cool. It's so much fun. And I, it peaked, peaked in interest. Um, but I have a background in animals because I grew up on a ranch in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of made sense. And when I moved out to LA, I started doing that. And yeah, never looked back. It's fun because I play outside. You know, I'm like running around in vineyards and exploring with people all day and making memories with people all day and it's it's so much fun so you're basically i've been on a safari you're in like a little jeep or whatever and you're just drinking wine or it's like you do a safari and then you have wine afterwards we set up wine throughout the tour so we're in our little open top safari trucks and i'm up there guiding and i'm making all sorts of bad dad jokes (laughs) and being really cheesy and sarcastic and like making fun of people and 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 having fun with it and then we stop throughout various locations like somewhere scenic or in one of our wedding venues and we'll do a wine flight we we'd make two different stops for wine flights and um and i educate people about the viticulture and the vinification and just kind of different tasting notes and and make it a fun learning experience and then they get to go and see animals and what kind of animals are you working with just for anyone who hasn't been there we have water buffalo which are my personal favorite (laughs) Um, they're so derpy and adorable. (laughs) We have a giraffe that's the fan favorite. What's his name again? Stanley. Yes, Stanley. He's kind of a big deal. He has his own Instagram. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, and we have zebras. Uh, we have Justin Zebra, the the zebra, Wesley Stripes. They all have ridiculous (laughs) names. Um, most of which I've named them because I didn't like their original names. Um, we have alpacas, llamas, uh, goats, like four horned goats, all sorts of stuff. Everyone go out and visit. You're still going to do that even though you're all famous now? You know, I don't know. I, I think famous is a strong word, Olivia, but um, <laughs> but I don't I don't know whether I will end up back there or not. Um, I It's TBD. I mean, I've already gone. I took my big brother cast already, like right at right when we got out of the house, I took them on a safari, but I don't know yet how regularly I will end up working there again. Cause life is just so crazy. Well, yeah, I haven't had time to like sit down yet. So I definitely haven't had time to go back to work. Um, but hopefully eventually. Were you a big brother fan growing up? Not so much growing up. And it's funny because like my family doesn't even watch the show. So this is the first time they've ever seen it. Um, But also my family doesn't really watch a lot of TV. We were mostly in the mountains and, um, and half of half of my life, every summer we are in the middle of the mountains with no electricity. So obviously no TV. Right. So we would only watch TV in the winters and it was very limited. Like we were only allowed to watch 
one show a night and our family had to agree on it. And so we would watch more like amazing race and survivor. And so I started watching big brother, um, after I moved out of the house. Um, and so I'm a fan, um, not a super fan though. I'm not, you know, like cliff and Nicole who know every like in and out of the game and, and exactly how, you know, live feeds work and how to play up to the cameras and like how, and just the intricacy of it. I, I was really never a super fan. I just loved the show. I just never thought I would be on it. <laughs> how did you get cast? So I submitted a tape. I had um, a friend of mine, a couple friends were like, you need to play this. You're competitive. You're athletic. You're smart. You, you need to do this. Um, and they've been telling me that for a couple of years. And one was just hounding me. She's like, send in a tape, send in a tape. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it what's the worst that can happen? So ironically, I sent in a tape and a few days later I got a DM on Instagram from a casting guy saying, Hey, I think you'd be great for big brother. And so I wrote back and I was like, Oh, did you get my tape? And he was like, what tape? <laughs> so total, total serendipity. Um, he never even saw my tape. And anyway, I went through the casting process and ended up obviously getting on the show. How long was that process? It was a few months. Um, I think when I started it, like maybe February or March or something like that. February, I think. We're going to talk about it really quick. Luke Pell, <laughs> your ex-boyfriend. The archives, yes. I mean, Luke had a, a great experience on The Bachelor and then a not so great experience on Winter yeah. Games. Or sorry, yeah. Bachelorette. Did he at any point during your relationship talk about reality tv like did he make you afraid of it or want to do it honestly i don't think i would have done big brother or, or done any reality show had i not well maybe i would have maybe i would have um but i think i felt more confident going into it having had the relationship with luke because i've kind of toyed with the idea and i've i've gotten contacted by a bunch of different reality shows throughout the years and i usually i mean i always turn them down for the most part I actually almost went on The Bachelor. When Luke was supposed to be The Bachelor originally, before it was Nick, that's kind of how we met. Was that when there was gossip that he was trying to cast his own season? Yes, that whole gossip, oh. which was not which was not true because we had no prior relationship at all. I didn't even meet him until months after that whole thing. Um, but he was supposed to be The Bachelor, and, and my friends wanted me to meet him, and so they, anyway, they ended up getting getting me to be like pretty much cast for the show but then they switched it from luke to nick but anyway then i ended up meeting luke like way later down the line and so we ended up dating for like a year and a half or whatever it was um but it was a good insight to the reality tv world because i saw how fans reacted to him i saw how he you know had to juggle things i saw the pressure and the scrutiny and the you know just critical eye from every different direction and how hard it is to handle but at the same time how you it's it's so important to balance things and prioritize things and how at the end of the day what really matters are the people that you care about you know the people that you love and 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 I knew that any sort of platform to put yourself on on that it, like in that spotlight would be really hard and I'm glad that I knew, you know, saw a glimpse of it before ever going on Big Brother because it is hard. There's so much backlash. Oh, it is wow. so, so crazy. Um, but I knew that. I was very, very aware of it before I went into it. So for that, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, that I dated Luke and got to see the behind the scenes, you know. There's nothing I love more than sleep and y'all, my sheets are the most comfortable ever. I have hotel quality sheets that don't cost an arm and a leg from Brooklinen. Brooklinen sheets have been named the winner of best of online betting by Good Housekeeping with 35,000 five-star reviews more than any other online betting company. I get the best sleep ever with these soft sheets and Brooklinen has luxury sheets, towels, bedding, and more without that luxury markup. There's over 20 colors and patterns of sheets, although I stuck with that kind of basic gray color to go with my bedroom colors, but there are so many awesome patterns. My Brooklyn and sheets are the most comfortable sheets I've 
ever slept on and their towels have turned my bathroom into a spa. I couldn't recommend them more for friends, family, or treating yourself to the upgrade you deserve. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. You can get 10% off and free shipping when you use the promo code Olivia at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. But the only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use the promo code Olivia at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code Olivia. I'm, I'm speaking to my listeners here. When I posted that I was interviewing Holly, you all wanted to know about Luke, which yeah. if you want to, you can listen to Reality Steve's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear from Luke after that podcast? No. Silence? No. Yeah, radio silence, which I figured. He's happy with your friend. He and my friend, who he, you know, had relations with while we were dating, are, are still happily together so that's you know i'm happy i mean i, I don't know happy but whatever i i'm happy that things worked out how they did it hurt so much at the time that you know two people in my life could could do that to me but everything you know everything happens for a reason and the heartache led to much greater things that's all we have to talk about there you go listen to reality Steve's podcast for more interviews. yeah it was good i think everyone was super supportive of you I got very, like, very vulnerable there. So <laughs> so let's go back to Big Brother. You get cast. You're walking through the door. Someone wanted to know kind of your first impressions of your housemates initially. Okay, so the what I think is the coolest thing, the first people that I saw when I walked in were Nicole and Jackson, mm. which I think is so crazy. And Nicole and I were talking about this, like we are the first people we saw and we're the last people to be in that house. And it was so funny because, you know, it's, it's day one. We're all very like typecast in our outfits. And so I see Nicole who's, who's cast as the quirky girl, quirky girl, excuse me. And um, Jackson, who's like the country boy. I mean, Jackson and I were like nearly wearing identical outfits. <laughs> yes. Of course I was like, okay, casting department. Like I, I see where you're going. Well, actually, wait, one thing about Luke. Luke lived in Nashville, so you spent a lot of time in Nashville. Yeah. But you didn't know about Jackson at all. Nope. I had never met Jackson. We, like, ran in different circles. We have some mutual friends out here in L.A. and, like, a couple, you know, a, like, mutual acquaintances in Nashville. But I'd never met him. But it's, of course, so ironic. Because I, I was, like, kind of living my... I, I was split between L.A. and Nashville. So... Yeah, I know Nashville really well. So now you still might be split. What are the odds? I know we've actually like kind of talked about it. We we just got back from Nashville this morning. We just we literally just got off a plane, Jackson and I. Okay, so you first see Nicole and Jackson. Yeah. There was the funny little. This is obviously just editing, but where it seems like Jackson is really into sis. Oh my gosh, he's so annoyed because he's like, "What the heck?" Of course, like he's like, "All this stuff that I said about you didn't get used." I mean, you know, it's like you know how it is. I I, I definitely know. You know the behind the scenes. I'll just leave it at that. Did you feel any sort of connection with him right away? Yes, but only on a friend level. It was like we had a very organic connection pretty much right off the bat. But just as friends, I mean, the fact that, honestly, the fact that he was 24, I just didn't even look at him like that at all. But I thought he was so sweet and just, it was like, very real. Um, and so he and I became really close right off the bat. Um, and it really wasn't until later. It was actually day 18 that I acknowledged that I was, like, starting to have a little crush on him, which doesn't sound like a long time, but when you are locked in a house with people 24 seven, you get to know each other so long. Like days are so much longer in that house. I swear. It's like an eternity. So to say day 18, that's like months. When you walk through the door, like what was your kind of mindset? Did you think you would make it as far as you did? So before the show, no, before the show, I was like, you know what? Like, I know, I know that I'm smart. Um, I've always had a really easy time in school and, and everything and always done, you know, I've te always tested really, really well and, and like different IQ tests and stuff like that too. And like when I used to work in the corporate world and we would do personality testing. So I was like, okay, that'll be my strength. But I am like 
not an athlete. I was a dancer growing up. I did not play sports. I don't go to the gym. And so I was thinking like I might be screwed in these physical comps. I was really kind of worried about that being my downfall, which is funny because then I, I think I really underestimated myself. You destroyed anything physical. And then I got into the house and I was like, oh yeah, now these physical comps are fun. Like this is actually my strong suit. I think I'm just, I just have a tendency to underestimate myself. But before going into the show, I didn't think I would do that well. I thought I'd be kind of like in the middle. But for some reason, when I walked in and really just like the whole experience sunk in, it was a weird feeling. I don't know. I just, I knew that I was going to do well. And I think it was kind of also because it's like, I don't know, it's like playing poker. You don't really know what you're going to get until your cards are dealt. And it's like, I walked in, I saw what I was working with. I knew it was going to be hard. It's, you know, cause it's like, or like maybe <laughs> I'll use chess as an example instead <laughs> because, you know, Jackson's chess, not checkers. It's kind of like I walked in the door, I saw the chess pieces I was working with and what I could do with them. And it was like, okay, this is going to be tough, but I think I, I think I got this. And so, cause you just never know like what sort of personalities you're going to be hit with, what the dynamics going to be until you walk in that door. And then it was so weird because it was just like this, I don't know, calm sense of confidence. I would go to sleep at night. Well, I didn't sleep much in the house. I mostly just laid awake. Didn't look like anyone did. Yeah. Yeah. We really didn't sleep was not a thing in that house, but I would lay awake at night and just go over in my head what I would say to the jury on the last day. And, and it was all hypothetical because I didn't know who I was going to be standing next to. I mean, half the time I was thinking it was going to be cat cause we had a final two. And so I was like, kind of, I would like daydream about that. And I only envisioned what I would say in the, on the last night, you know, it was not until we were down to like around, maybe around the double eviction. And I, in the back of my mind, I was getting really scared for my safety and I would start drifting off and like daydreaming about what I would say, on eviction night and what I would say to Julie in my exit interview. And I would like have to snap myself out. It was, like, I was like, knock it off, Hollywood. What, where are these thoughts coming from? You haven't thought about that all season. Why are you letting this into your mind? Um, so I would just have to push those out and just continue to think about what I was going to say on finale night. So it, it just it was eye on the prize from the, from the get go manifested that shit. Oh, yeah. As Christy would say, I mean, I have PTSD from the word manifest now. Oh, I bet. But yes, I manifested it. And then obviously no one goes into the show thinking they'll have a showmance. Right. Were you at the beginning at least like money, money, money? You said you kind of had feelings for for Mickey. Yeah. Well, see, I I underestimated the whole showmance thing. I was like, okay, showmance, it's like a fake thing, you know. These aren't real. People are probably just bored. And so it happens. It's a fling, whatever. And so I was like, no, I don't need that. I don't, like, I don't need a showmance, a distraction. I was definitely gung-ho against it. But I did think about using a showmance to my advantage if it was good gameplay. And so actually what I don't know if... I don't know if viewers have seen or not, but but Jackson and I talked about having a fomance. Oh. So we were like, maybe we should have a fomance because it can we, you know, there's different ways that we could leverage it and stage things. And even we could like stage a breakup and appear to be weak individually and and not have anybody. And you know what I mean? There's different ways that we could have played it. And so before anything happened, we kind of talked about having a fomance. Um, but then real feelings developed and they were, and I, I really thought showmances were fake. And then here we are with like absolutely just crazy about each other. And we're like, okay, great. Well, um, we're going to have to figure out how to make this work because this whole showmance thing is, is going to be very real. Well, he was super anti-showmance too. Yeah. I don't know. We were both not thinking that was going to be a thing, but oops. Was there any part of you at the beginning when you said you had a little crush on Jackson when he started, I don't know, hitting it off with Kat? Were you like, oh. Well, no, because at that point, that, he and Kat, that was like day two. I could even, I could go out there. Jackson and Kat are both in my living room yes, right now. hanging out together. Watch out. Yeah, Kat. Yeah. Because um, Kat's staying at my house right now. She she was watching my dog while I was in um, Nashville with Jackson. We're all three like still super good friends. Um, and 
but the their thing was very very quick in the very beginning and i don't know if it looks like that in the episodes but it was like right right off the bat that they had a little thing and um and Kat and I, like, obviously we knew each other before the show. And so we got really close really quick when we got into the house. And so we were very, like, transparent with each other. Like, you know, she would tell me all about Jackson. And she was like, oh, well, I don't really like him. It's fine. And so that was, and I would just, like, gossip with her and giggle about it. And this is, like, so early on. Like, feeds weren't even on yet, I don't think. So they had already stopped talking um, before I developed any sort of feelings for him. And I did start getting... You know, like Jackson and I would start to get kind of flirtatious. And so I pulled Kat aside one day and was like, hey, we're starting to get kind of flirty. And I don't want to cross any lines if it's going to make you uncomfortable. And she essentially like gave me her blessing. She was like, oh, girl, no, um, go for it. There's there's no feelings there or anything. Like Kat and I have such an open relationship. We were just so transparent and mature with everything. Um and she was just like, oh, I ship it. Go for it. I love y'all together. Well, at least to, to the viewer, it looked like he basically left Kat to be with I know. Him. Yeah, I saw the beginning. I've seen like some of the beginning episodes. We haven't had much time to watch, but we've been binging whenever we can. And it really does what I hate that it appears like that but it was definitely not and then of course she had her her moments with Jackson not very happy with him so yes which they had their own total like separate arguments you know they they are like they are very similar personalities and so they butt heads a lot um and they they would get into tips in the house but it was a lot less dramatic, I think, than it looked. Like a lot, like we were so chilling. And and oh, also, I don't think it ever showed. We had a we had a final three, the three of us. From after they, after their thing, you know, they went from from having a little fling to being friends. And yes, they would get in arguments, but they always like had each other's backs. And the three of us had a final three. And granted, my final two was with Cat. And I vocalized that I would pick her over Jackson. So I was bummed that that never, I don't think, I don't think it ever made the show. Would you say that the biggest lie you told in the house was that you didn't say that you knew Kat? Oh yeah. Biggest lie, hands down. Yeah. I had to save both of our games and that could have ended it quickly. But it's not like you guys were BFFs. No, no, no. We honestly, we like, hardly knew each other that's what was so weird about it because we knew each other yes um we'd met a few times um and we'd been like friends on social media and everything like that but we weren't bff we didn't know that much about each other so most of our friendship was developed inside the house and it was this kind of like i don't i don't want to say forced trust but it was like okay you're a familiar face i want to trust you but can i fully I don't know, but like, I need somebody to trust and I'm going to put it all in you. And so even though we didn't know each other well, our friendship started, like it grew and we became really good friends. But even still, if people knew that we knew each other at all, that would be reason to send her right out the door. And then I would, you know, it would jeopardize my game hugely too. Well, if I remember correctly, was Jackson the one that kind of tipped it off? Yep. Yep. (sighs) And I'm still so frustrated with both of them. Well, I'm frustrated with her because she told him that we knew each other, like, on on day, like, two. And so she told him right away, and then he told Jack right away. So three people knew that we knew each other. Or, like, well, two people, I guess, the, the two guys. But I had no idea. Nobody told me. So I didn't even know. And then this blow-up happened. With the alliance, Yeah. Yeah, and that was during my HOH when I had put Cat up on the block as a pawn and everything just started imploding and I didn't know that they had all shared this information because nobody told me, even though it involved me directly. So I was really not happy with Cat or Jackson. Well, the irony of it was that Tommy and Christy had a huge problem with it. Yeah. Which is funny because they knew each other maybe even better than you and Kat did. Oh, way better. They're like family. Yeah. yeah so the the hypocrisy there was was frustrating and oh, you better you better believe that I've had words with Christy and Tommy since then. Hey, y'all y'all hang, so it's you've obviously we're still friends and honestly Tommy is like one of my just favorite humans in general. I adore him and 
And so I was like, okay, Tommy, really? <laughs> I, I called him out on that. And he was like, yeah, I know. I mean, cause, cause they knew how, I mean, it makes sense because they were very quick to believe that we knew each other because they were like, well, if we know each other, then yeah, they might too. You and Jackson become an item at some point. You, you, you said you, you kind of started realizing they were real feelings. Did you guys yeah. have a talk that was like, okay, let's do this thing. Or was it just, yeah, no, we had a talk again. Like we're so both with, with cats in my relationship and with Jackson's in my relationship, we're so open and transparent and just like, honestly, really mature about everything. And even with, with him before anything started, we have, we had a conversation. We were like laying on the couch one day and we both acknowledged that it was kind of going in that direction. And we're like, Hey, if anything happens, like I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but our friendship comes first. We were friends before anything. And so inside this house and outside of this house, we need to remain friends. Cause we also knew like realistically the odds are against us just in, like our lifestyles and, and our age difference and everything. And we are like, we, regardless of anything, we will be friends. We are too important in each other's lives to have anything come in between us. But if it doesn't work out, we need to remain friends. So it was like, we just had such a solid bond and then things like happened kind of organically and, yeah, I didn't even kiss him till like a few weeks in. And it was like long after, I mean, other, all the other showmances at that point had been established long before, like sis and Jackson or sis and Jack were already a thing. And, um, Nick and Bella were already a thing. And we were kind of like slow, you know, late to the party, just making sure that we wanted to go that route. We were very conscious. Was it hard? I don't know if you guys have watched any of your arguments yet. I don't know if you've gotten to those. No, I'm grimacing. I don't want to see it. I think you should. I know. Oh, I'm gonna, girl, I'm gonna, we, we know it's going to be bad because I mean, imagine starting a new relationship where you're trying to learn about the other person and what's one of the most important things in a relationship communication. Well, guess what? You are attached to a microphone 24 seven. And there are some things that you just don't want the world to know. Like I have, triggers from my past. I have things with relationships. I mean, obviously I've aired like some of my stuff and even beyond that, there's stuff that I just don't feel comfortable talking about, you know, and especially not when the world is listening. And, and so there's things that I'm really sensitive about. And, and same with Jackson, he has been through a lot in his life and we don't want to just broadcast that to the world. So when things set off, set us off, when we, push each other's buttons and we don't even know that that the other person has those buttons to be pushed. It's so hard when you just can't talk about it. And then, and then add into that, the fact that we are insanely sleep deprived. I think Jackson, one of the fights, I think Jackson was on slop too. And you know how much he eats. So hanger and, and just these like unrealistic situations. And it's not an excuse by any means. It's just such an unusual scenario and being, I mean, we're together 24 seven around the clock for 99 days, which is the equivalent. I think Jackson did the math and he said like, it's the equivalent of dating somebody for like two or three years based on how much time you would spend with the person in real life compared to what we did. And so the fact that we only, we only did have a couple arguments ever, which honestly is not that bad in the scheme, <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, I'm, I'm dreading watching those because I know, like, even right after it, we were like, wow, that was so blown out of proportion. I think a lot of people got fired up over him basically saying he was breaking up with you because you weren't having sex with him. Oh, I need to watch that. That's all over Twitter. Oh, gosh. Well, oh, it wasn't that. I think that's maybe a little, that's a little spun in a weird way. I, it was more than, it was more than just that. I was so hesitant the whole time about just a showmance. And obviously there's cameras everywhere. And it's like, we have these like crazy feelings towards each other, this crazy chemistry, but just, I was so nervous about the cameras everywhere. And we didn't really know where they were going to be and when they were going to be honest. And what, you know, cause 
I, which is so naive of me, I've never seen the live feeds and neither has he. And that was very, 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 very stupid. I would be the first one to admit it that we didn't really understand how those worked. And so I was so nervous about that. And just, and I come from a, you know, conservative family, but I'm also very, in terms of intimacy, I'm very conservative. And I don't just like, I, I don't have casual sex. I mean, sorry if that's like TMI, but I, I'm just very like relationship oriented. Um, and so it was a big deal for me to be intimate. Uh, but at the same time, it's like we, ha- we were in like a really, I mean, the feelings were there. Like we knew we were serious about one another, but I kept pulling back on not only the intimacy, but just the showmance in general, because I was so back and forth and so wishy-washy of like whether that was the best decision or not for my game and for my personal you know choices and so i was just so wishy-washy so i don't i mean it, it wasn't like him trying to pressure me to have sex it was just that i was so all over the place of what i wanted and in real life actually one of the last guys i dated right before coming on the show literally did like breaking up with me because i wouldn't sleep with him because he was he was like come on holly like we've gone on so many dates and i was like so but anyway it's like if you're in a relationship, you talk about those things. Like you talk about choices that you want to make with your body. You talk about your relationship and how it's progressing. You talk about that. It's just behind closed doors. As y'all might remember, I discovered Everlywell a few weeks ago. It's the at-home wellness test that helped me to understand my health, specifically food allergies. Everlywell offers more than 30 different at-home lab tests from fertility to food sensitivity to thyroid and heart health. Each Everlywell test comes with super easy instructions and each test is physician reviewed. Your results will come from certified labs and they're sent directly to your phone so you can easily review and share them with your healthcare provider if you'd like to. I've known for a while that I was sensitive to some foods as I kind of swell up a little bit, but I didn't know which foods until Everlywell. Now I've removed those foods from my diet and I'm feeling so much better. To start better understanding your health like I did, check out Everlywell today for 15% off an Everlywell at-home lab test. Visit everlywell.com slash Olivia and enter that promo code Olivia. That's everlywell.com slash Olivia, code Olivia for 15% off your test. That's Everlywell, at-home lab tests, your answers, your way. Let's talk about a big moment that a lot of people didn't like, and that was the Nasty Nine and what people perceived as bullying of Nicole. Yeah. Did you feel you, I, I watched the clip back and, and you were kind of just silently sitting there. Like, did you yeah. feel comfortable in that moment? My whole MO through through the game was I wanted to join a big alliance and then to float to the bottom of it. And so I did that. I I wanted to like right out the gate. I wanted to prove myself with the first HOH. I aimed to get third. I got third just enough to prove myself just enough to get scooped up by power players and then to sort of sink below them so i oftentimes kept my mouth shut because i knew i was surrounded by big people who would act as a buffer because they had a they were very strong players but b they were also building targets on their back because of you know having loud mouths like christy and jack and other people in my line so so i stayed quiet a lot throughout the game i knew that information was a lot better absorbed rather than given so and especially in that moment, I just kind of sunk to the bottom because I did not want to get involved in any of the drama. Like, you'll notice there's a lot of fights. There are a lot of blowups. And where's Holly? I'm either silently sitting in the corner or I'm not there because I always wanted to be there when decisions were being discussed, but I never wanted to be around for blowups. So in that blowup, I pretty well stayed quiet. I didn't like how people treated Nicole with not letting her in Mm -hmm. but she had I mean I don't know if I don't think it was shown on the episode but she and I had had a a long conversation just the two of us where she cried to me and told me how Nick and Bella were bullying her and how she doesn't stand for bullying and and I I don't either and I knew that with everything I mean with everything she had told me about how she was getting treated by them I knew if she came into that room with everyone's explosive, she would just be totally overwhelmed. It would have been rough. Yeah. 
it would have been so many people just going at her. And that's why I think it was, I think it was Jackson who went to the door and, and didn't let her in. I said, uh, not the time or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he was afterwards, he was like, oh, she would have gotten eaten alive. That was just so, it would have been horrible for her. And so I don't, I don't know if in that moment it was really bullying. I mean, it was not nice. It was definitely not nice that it could have been handled better. But I mean, we were as an alliance trying to hash stuff out. And if she had walked into that, it could have just been bad. Speaking of bullying, I know you and Nicole are cool now, but especially towards the end, I think it was the final five where you were encouraged to throw the HOH and the veto. Oh, yeah. You felt like Nicole was a bully. Do you think you got caught up in game? Like, where did that come from? Oh, 100%. And Nicole, honestly, walking out of the house, Nicole is one of my closest friends. I'm so thankful for the end of the game because it brought us so, so close together. So we had that final four. And I wanted to work with Cliff and Nicole for a long time because our games aligned really well and just you know, I wanted to play the game with integrity and I saw that in them. And so I'd wanted to work with them for a long time. And so I was, and I, and I really was not happy working with grateful and six shooters because I didn't align with them. My values didn't necessarily align with everybody and not, not every person in that, but it was a bit of a mob mentality. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't, I didn't like it. I kept like, I would say behind closed doors that I felt like I was in a high school clique and I didn't like it. I truly didn't. And so I was so happy to finally have kind of been able to break away from that. I was so happy to have a final four with Cliff and Nicole and be finally working with, with people whose games I really respected. And so then when they went back on their word and they were going to backdoor me, it a really just hurt me to be completely honest on a personal level. It really hurt me. And then after that, once I threw the comp to her, then she and Cliff came and like, they were really strong arming me and making all of these new deals and saying like, okay, well we will allow you to play in the veto. If you then get rid of Mickey, like it was just like giving me permission to play. And there were all these different things that it just seemed they, their whole sort of aura and attitude changed briefly once they had power. And it did, to me, it seemed, and bullying is such a strong word. And, and I really, I, that's not a word I throw around. And I wouldn't say that like now I would not throw that. And I don't even, if I said that word, then that was heat of the moment, really frustrated. And again, like sleep deprivation, pissed off. I, I was pissed. I was very mad that they turned around and were so ready to stab me in the back. And then manipulate me beyond that so yes i was pissed because of how much i had stuck up for nicole and and stood by her side through nick and bella treating her like that and i i'd always gone to her because i saw people thinking like seeing her as weak and i and that pissed me off i did not like how people viewed nicole i did not like how like christy would say well well nicole's not a threat it's not like she's gonna win a competition in the back of my mind i was like oh oh, you are naive to think that. Like, do not underestimate this girl. And I, and then I would talk to Nicole when people were trying to manipulate her, trying to use her to swing boats. And I always said to her, Nicole, you play this game with your head and your heart, and that is why I respect you. So you do what feels right to you. I will stand by whatever you do. And I was always so supportive of her. And this is long before we were ever working together. So I think just in that moment, I felt betrayed you know, because I felt like I had always been so supportive of her and I, and I didn't want anybody to try to manipulate her. And then it felt like she was trying to manipulate, manipulate me in that moment. And so it was, it was just purely game frustration. And I'm almost, maybe this sounds weird, but I'm almost glad that it happened. And she expressed how frustrated she had been with me at points of the game and how she had thought poorly of me. And, and, you know, she had, said how she'd called people names and and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, we, we've both said things and done things that, you know, we in hindsight would probably change. And so I think almost that like frustration with her and with each other made us closer. And then especially once we made it to final four and then to final three, 
especially because Nicole and I were more of the quiet personalities and we really, we really didn't get to be ourselves because we were surrounded by such dominant personalities and because both of us wanted to fly under the radar. And so we really didn't speak up much. And then when we got time to really be ourselves around each other, oh my gosh, we realized how similar we are, how we think so much alike. And I cherish that girl so much. I still talk to Nicole like every other day and I'm so thankful for that. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and, and in that house more than anything, you get so frustrated and you're, you're not always your best self. And that's just, it's a, you know, reality that we signed up for. Y'all, the FabFitFun box, you've seen it on my social media. I just love this box. And the fall box is on sale right now. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products, and they're sent straight to your doorstep each season. Treat yourself or others with this carefully curated box of products. We are saying goodbye to summer and hello to fall. And with the 2019 FabFit Fun Box, you'll get all the cozy fall products you need. So in my box this season, I've got a full-size Amica hair straightener. A full-size hair straightener. Can you believe it? A twine cheese board with a plate. Wander Beauty Gold eye masks, which are already gone. I use those a bunch. Human and Kind Body Souffle and an After Spa Hair Towel Wrap. I love opening my FabFitFun box and seeing all those full-size products. And trust me, these boxes sell out fast, so you have to sign up for yours today. The FabFitFun box retails at $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. You can use the coupon code MOUTHINGOFF for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's the code MOUTHINGOFF for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Let's talk about final five. Savannah Miller said, did you feel any remorse or guilt when Jackson and Tommy were fighting because of the lie that Jackson concocted to save you? Um, yeah, I am sure that anyone who has seen me just sit there in silence (laughs) can see that I'm just filled with remorse, especially because, and I know game and personal, you know, are separate, but the fact that it was Tommy, not to say that I wouldn't have felt guilty if it were anybody else, but the fact that it were, that it was Tommy made it that much harder because I cherish him and we were so it's weird because Tommy and I think very similarly and play the game very similarly. And normally you could see that as a threat and want to want to get that person out because also Nick played the game fairly similar to me as well because he was a strong physical threat. He was a strong mental threat, but he also had a really good social game and that is what scared me and that's why Nick was always my number one target. Uh, but you know, so I wanted Nick out because I saw him as, as kind of in ways, a similar player to me, Tommy. I also saw as very similar, probably the most similar player to myself, but I didn't necessarily see him as a threat because I always saw us going to the end together. And so to be against him sucked. It truly did. And I hated that it was either my life or his and only one could be spared. So I, just had to, you know, I, I knew what Jackson and I had to do to attempt to save my life in the game. And the fact that it was at Tommy's expense, I felt so guilty for, but it's a game I had, I had to choose game over personal and Tommy gets it. I mean, there's, there's no hard feelings. He, he respected the move. I think, I think that is also what solidified Tommy's vote for Jackson. Well, and I just cannot believe that anyone fell for that, that Cliff I can't evicted either. Tommy. I truly cannot believe it. Well, they say, and I, I don't know, I, I need to go and watch the episodes and see what they really said in the DR, but Cliff and Nicole told me that that the lie was not what made them change their mind. It was a conversation in the bathroom right, right before, um, right before eviction, because they told me, they gave me a heads up and said that they were, leaning towards Tommy, regardless of the lie, regardless of anything, they were leaning towards keeping Tommy. And I just like laid it all out on the table. And I was like, no, no, this is not okay. We made a deal. <laughs> like I do not deserve to go home 
and I don't know if that conversation ever aired, but I just was like pleading with them and giving up, like offering myself in every way possible. I was like, I will do whatever. I will do whatever to stay in this game, but I do not deserve to go home. We made a deal. We need to stick to that. And they say, I mean, they told me that that's the reason that I stayed and that it didn't have to do with the fight, but I'll see what they actually you know, say in the DRs. I don't know. I won't tell you. I'll let you watch it for yourself. Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot to see still. (laughs) Let's talk about the final three. Someone had a question of whether you were ever actually considering taking Nicole. I, you know, I actually was and don't tell, I hope I'm speaking quietly enough. So Jackson doesn't hear me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I'm sure he'll see it because I think I, I mean, I think I said it in my DRs too. Um, I did, I considered it. So I, I'm a competitor. I'm a game player. And yes, I am in love with Jackson. Yes, he has been my closest ally. And I could never imagine going back on him purely just also on a moral standpoint, because he always had my back. And just, you know, I I always preached that I wanted to play the game with integrity. And, you know, turning my back on Jackson would not be doing that. I mean, that would be pretty heartless. But on a competitor level, a game mindset. I knew that there were plenty of ways that I could have gotten Jackson out and given myself a much better chance of winning. Um, I could have done it earlier. There are a couple different moves I could have made from like five to four, but in the final three, I did even contemplate once Jackson won the first round of the final HOH, which, Oh, I was so close to winning. I had 22 coins. Nicole had eight coins. I had 22 coins. Jackson got to 25. Oh, so freaking close. Cause that's, that thing was brutal. That was a yeah. tough comp. And so I was so mad I didn't win. But anyway, so going into the second round against Nicole, I did contemplate throwing it to Nicole because had I done that and then she had gone up against Jackson in round three of the final HOH, I knew that most likely both of them would take me to final two. And I thought that if Nicole took me, I would likely, I mean, who knows, I would be able to convince the jury to vote for me. I knew what I would say. You know, I had I had an eviction speech all, or a, a, a finale night speech already planned, you know, if I had gone up against her. And um, so on a game level, and, and because I love Nicole and I respect her and I knew whoever it was that I wanted to stand up next to somebody who I respected. You know, I... I don't know. I, I know people play it differently and, and some people drag floaters along just because they know that they'll beat them. I always knew like, okay, if I'm going to win this game, I want it to be because I earned it. And if I stood up next to either of them, I would have like, and, and won. I mean, obviously I didn't, so this is pointless, but, but if I had won standing up next to either of them, I would have known that I earned it because either of them, I would have been so grateful to stand next to. And, and so for multiple reasons on a game level, I, I thought I had a better chance of beating Nicole, but also I would have loved to stand next to her because that would have been epic to have like two petite females who are underestimated, but played fierce games. It would have been rad. Um, and so I did, I, I did give it a lot of consideration. I really did. And I had multiple conversations with Nicole in the house and I told her, I was like, you know, cause she just kept saying, I just want to be considered. And I was like, trust me, you are, I am considering you. Um, but my heart, you know, my head and my heart were arguing and my heart just could never turn on Jackson. It, it just, it wouldn't have felt right. And I think if it's one of those things, if I had turned on Jackson and then if I had ended up winning and walked out and seen my parents, I don't think they would have been as happy as they were. And honestly, I walked out, I had second place and my parent, my mom goes, I'm, honestly glad you didn't win i think that worked out how it was supposed to and i'm so proud of how you got to where you got and how you played my parents were so proud of me that it just yeah i don't know if they would have been otherwise jillian wood said how does she feel about the fact that america might think she rode jackson's coattails oh i knew i knew that that was going to be a perception um i knew that that was going to be a perception inside the house and outside of the house and cool that's i mean it's a bummer that outside of the house i wish i wish that more of my gameplay and my strategy had been shown now that i am watching it back i'm like completely irrelevant in the first like quarter of the show like they don't show me at all 
And I was like, why in the world was I doing diary room sessions at 4 a.m. spilling my guts about my strategy? Because none of it is being shown. So that, like, to be honest, really bums me out because none of, they literally don't show me except for when I'm sitting there with like a confused look on my face because, because that was, I mean, I was trying to do that. I was trying, I was, I was playing stupid a lot of the times and just kind of like, wait, like, I don't really know, know what's going on. And even with Jackson, I was like, we had a lot of strategic conversations, but I definitely downplayed things a lot with him. Um, because I even wanted him to underestimate me a bit, a little bit. And he, he really didn't. He, he was always like my number one fan and, and motivator, but but with everybody else, I wanted them to underestimate me. Anytime that Jackson and I were, you know, when our lives were on the line, I knew one of us had to win, but I would prefer him to win because he already had a target. So it was like, okay, if we're going to continue having targets, like let it be on him. I don't want a target on my back. And so like in the slip and slide, I got second place in that because I knew if Jackson didn't win it, I needed to, but it was like, and not that I, you know, probably would have beat him in that, that, that comp is for heavier guys. Cause you need gravity. You really need get gravity. So the fact that I'm half his body weight and still almost won it is weird, <laughs> but it was like, I would rather him win in any comp. But what America doesn't see, you know, I, I wanted the house to kind of think that I was riding his coattails. So that's fine. Okay. Because I knew eventually we, if we were not guaranteeing ourselves safety, I knew that we would be on the block. And I knew if we were on the block, he would be the one, number one target, hands down. Well, also to think about, you know, it takes good gameplay to not be on the block until what, day 80 something? Yeah, 83 or 86. That's super impressive. And it was only, and I only went up as a replacement nom because there were no other options. Right, because the veto was used, yeah. And so the only time that I actually was an original nom was when Nicole put Jackson and I up because it was final four and we were the only people for her to put up. And it was the comp that I threw to her. Had I not thrown it, I know, I'm, I mean, I'm confident I would have won that comp. And so I would have never been on the block as an original nom. I had a really good social game and i don't think that that's shown i genuinely was good and still am good with every person in the house I'm obviously good with everybody from six shooters i'm good i'm even good with nick and sam who i evicted i'm great with jess i love jess i'm good with cliff and nicole um i love david he and i get along really well i love kemi she and i are friends um bella i'm good with like i'm literally good with every person in the house and not a lot of people can say that. And I built real relationships. I think that's that's the thing. I didn't fake it. I wasn't like coming to people out of desperation and like trying to foster a relationship with them really quick because I needed them in that moment. It's like I just nurtured genuine relationships the whole time. And so in the house and out of the house, I was I was actually good friends with them. But but Jackson, on the other hand, I mean he he was still good with with a lot of people, but he played such a fiery game right out the gate and he was like trying to do little things to set people off and piss people off like kind of be that little instigator to to shorten people's fuses and i would like reel him back like no don't do that and then like he made up an, evi uh, an eviction speech that he was going to say when he was on the block with jack and it was in an in an attempt to blow up uh jack christy and sis's game and he was gonna do it he was really close to doing it and i was like nope that could backfire it could blow up your entire game and had he done it he probably would have blown up his game and, and would be gone there were there were several little things like that where it was like in in my finale speech i said I know that people probably think that I'm riding his coattails, but little do you know, I'm actually digging my heels in, making sure that he doesn't go and like jump off a cliff. Yeah. There were a lot of conversations that I, you know, I don't know if they'll ever be seen of just us talking strategy and like, and me being, cause we are so, we're very similar in like game and strategy and like the way we think, but our personalities are so different. He's like, so just like tough and go 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 like you know like fiery and i'm so laid back um that we balance each other out really really well and so i was just like the calming force and even and not even jackson forget him i was managing cat like because she and i had a final two and she was like 
trying to self evict the first week. She was losing her damn mind, and I was like trying to talk her off the ledge. And then like there were some times where sis would get fired up and say she wanted to go pop off at people. And she said that about Nicole, and I was like, pop off on Nicole. What? Yeah. And so I was like, no, you're not going to do that. You're No, because, you know, Sis was one of my alliance members. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to have people. And like Christy, Christy was running her mouth. And when we were still aligned, I was like managing her. Like I felt like I was managing all of these people behind the scenes. But but of course, it's it's that that's never shown. But and honestly, that's fine because that was the that was the game that I wanted to play. And I'm a little bummed that America didn't get to see more of that. Like I, tr- I truly am American. Uh, bummed that America didn't see more of my thought process um, and moved behind a lot of things. Um, and I'm and I'm bummed that it looks like Jackson was making decisions for me because that was really not the case, especially during my HOHs. It looks it looks like he is guiding me a, a bit, which he truly wasn't. But um, but in the house, I I wanted it to appear like that. This week, we celebrated World Mental Health Awareness Day, and I wanted to share my best-kept secret, which is BetterHelp. Online counseling is an important part of my mental health journey, and with BetterHelp, I'm connecting with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's convenient and affordable, and I can get help on my own time and at my own pace. So I literally schedule a secure video or phone session, or if I'm running tight on time, I can just text with my therapist. No matter what you need help with, depression, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, grief, self-esteem, BetterHelp is there for you. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time. And there are 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. As I said, it's the affordable option. Mouthing off listeners get 10% off their first month with the discount code Olivia. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Olivia. You just fill out a questionnaire and BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash Olivia. I want to go into the real world. I think this cast, maybe more than others recently, is kind of in some heat. Yeah. You know, you lived with Jackson and and everyone wants to say he's a misogynist like how do you how do you deal with that and how did you feel in the house with him honestly that uh, I mean all the accusations on the cast are hard hard to hard to swallow and 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 really bums me out in terms of like I mean the word misogynist is a very strong word Um, there are people in the house who don't get along. Some of them are men. Some of them are women. Jackson and Christy are like oil and water. They just do not mix in terms of personality. They're fine. Like, I mean, they're fine. They can get along, but like personality wise, they are just so drastically not at all. Um, I can get along with both of them. I even conversation with Christy about that at one point I was like I was like it's so funny because in the real world I have a lot of friends similar to Christy and I have a lot of friends similar to Jackson but like I don't hang out with them together um but I can be friends with with both um they just don't mix it has nothing to do with the fact that he's a man and she's a woman at all um same with same with the fights that he had with Kat uh, in terms of his relationship with me obviously we had fights Obviously, I, with a lot of things, when we did fight, I kept my mouth pretty much shut and was just frustrated and sad. But I knew that if I opened my mouth more, I would likely say more things that I regret. I, when I did open my mouth and let myself get frustrated, I said things that I regretted. And I have a microphone attached to me at all times. I didn't want to do any more damage than I already had. And so now that we're in the real world and we can talk freely like we don't i mean we don't really bicker, <laughs> but but like if something irritates me i'll be like hey like knock that shit off or whatever and it and boom it's resolved um in there i didn't want to continue fighting i didn't want to say more and and regret it so i don't know it was more mostly him talking and me just like being frustrated and afraid to to voice my opinions um but 
and obviously the obviously the fights are going to get attention i you know base everything on how he treats me i have never had a man in my life be so supportive and motivating truly he is my number one fan even when we're competing against each other like i want to beat him so bad he wants to beat me so bad but whenever one of us wins it is like the other one is their number one fan and when i did win he was like oh my gosh my just number one fan so proud so sweet but also empowering you know i mean he would like when I won, won my first HOH, he cooked like a seven course meal, something ridiculous and brought it up. I had, I even didn't, I even picked him out of my HOH room and, and had sis and Christy sleep up there with me. Cause I, I was tr- kind of trying to like nurture those relationships. Um, and so he brought us breakfast in bed, like made this huge spread and, and was just like so proud of me. And he's like, you are such a badass. Um, I'm just so proud of you. And he continues to, to treat me like that outside of the house. So that's what I see, especially with, with relationships that I've had in the past. It's like, it's, it's the polar opposite. He's very, very empowering. It's, it's really cool to have a teammate like that. And you posted that you've met each other's families, friends. Yeah. You guys are like doing this thing. Yeah. Which I, to, to be completely honest didn't really expect, you know, I, I didn't know how things would go and, and, I know the real world is a different, you know, different beast than inside the house. And I know we have the, the age difference and everything. And I knew we were, especially after finale night being hit with a lot. I knew, you know, we were, we were going to be faced with a lot coming into the house, but now, especially that we're able to talk freely and we can talk about the, the triggers that we have from our past. And like, we've both just, to be honest, been through some shit and, now that we're able to talk about that and be free and be, you know, ourselves fully, it's brought us even closer together. And we honestly just have so much damn fun together. Like we have so much fun together. We're just like little kids. And, um, yeah, our families, well, our families got to meet each other on finale night. Yeah. Met all his friends. He's met a lot of my friends. So yeah. And is he watching too? Oh yeah. We watch everything together. Yeah. We've been, we've actually, we've actually been inseparable. We've only spent, I think, one hour apart since the show ended. One hour, he went to his house, I went to my house, and it was really weird. And I felt, it was like quiet and weird. Is there any chance that we might see you or him or you guys together on some sort of show? I mean, honestly, you like DM Amazing Race and tell them that we want to do it. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, we, I don't know about like, you know any show it's not like we just like hop on any show um but knowing how well we work as a team and knowing you know our our competitive spirit that bonded us in the first place oh my gosh i would love to do amazing race so we'll see is there anything that just like coming back into the real world that you didn't even realize was so important to you until it was taken i mean being outside i'm such an outdoor girl and I knew, I knew that was going to be hard, but I also didn't realize how much we're indoors. I mean, we're, we only have the yard like two days a week and that was brutally hard. Um, not seeing sky and I'm such an outdoorsy person. Like I, I camp and hike and backpack and road trip. And so my gosh, just like walking outside is ecstatic being able to drink caffeine i should say because because that whole experience it it's a pressure cooker and my anxiety was so high throughout the whole game that for a lot of it i couldn't even drink coffee um when i did it was like little sips and then i just had to quit entirely um because my anxiety was crazy i couldn't even eat there was a time where i like lost a bunch of weight last thing any immediate regrets things you would do differently yeah, I mean, yes, of course. There's always, there's always going to be things that you regret. There's always going to be, you know, things that you see more clearly. And I, yes, I wish that I had been more 
just prepared of how the show works because I watched it as a fan. I never watched it as a super fan. I never watched it as somebody who thought I would potentially be on the show one day. So I just watching it from entertainment value, like I could have really gone back and studied things more. I could have studied, you know, the live feeds and how people are able to like, you know, the camera for likability. I could have done plenty of things, but at the same time, and you know, I, yes, there's plenty of things and I could, I could write a laundry list. There's a lot of things. I've, I've, Olivia, I, I, I didn't sleep for the first three days coming out of the house because that's all I thought about. All the little details, everything that I've said when I was at my lowest point, you know, and like hating that my lowest of lows were captured to the nation. And like, there's so many things I could have, could have done. And like, think I had, you know, and like in the beginning when I thought I had to act a certain way and I thought I had to like kind of be sassy and I wasn't as true to myself, but then but then I got more comfortable and like kind of felt more in my own groove later on in the season. There's a lot of things that I would change, but that is not the way that I live my life. Um, because I've lived so much of my life regretting things and living in the past and it's so unhealthy. It, it, It is truly a toxic, um, mindset. And so, no, I would not, I would not change anything because I'm, because even if I did, then there would be other things I, I regret. I'm human. I am not perfect in any way, shape, or form. And that is the whole point of Big Brother. It is forced a bunch of very, very drastically different, imperfect humans into a social experiment in a pressure cooker to see how they survive. So I cannot beat myself up over it. I cannot afford to lose any more sleep over it. Um, it's, it's done. I Ultimately, I am more proud how I played than regretful and I have to just focus on that I have to focus on the fact that my family is proud and so yes I am beating myself up but they are not my loved ones are happy so that's what I focus on all right so go ahead say your Instagram where everyone should follows you all the things I stay away from Twitter because it's an evil place but I do have it um, and one day, I think when the dust settles, I will go back to Twitter. Um, and it's the same handle as my Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is really where you can find me mostly. And it is at Miss Holly Allen. It's M-I-S-S-H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-E-N. Or as some would say, Beth. Yes. Oh, my God. I should totally change it to Beth. Miss Beth Allen. <laughs> 24, 24 Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so mad at David for that. I can't believe that was trying. It's so funny. So everyone follow Miss Holly Allen. Make sure to tell Jackson and Kat that they are next. Awesome. I want every angle of Big Brother. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Finally, we've been connected. I know. Nice to sort of meet you. If only our Wi-Fi was better, I could see your face. I know. Gosh, sorry. All right. Y'all have fun. Thank you. Bye, hun. <laughs> Bye, darling. <laughs> 